Welcome to This Climate Business, the podcast about turning the climate crisis into an opportunity. I'm Vincent Herringer. Every week I talk to entrepreneurs, investors and experts about what they're doing to solve the climate crisis and get New Zealand down to zero emissions by 2050 or sooner. This Climate Business is brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. Coming up, an election you probably won't vote in for an entity you've probably never heard of. That's right, it's the triennial vote for the Entrust Board, the majority shareholder of Vector Energy, Auckland's electrical lines company. But wait, before you turn over and go back to sleep, this time it's different. A consortium of climate campaigners and motivated professionals is challenging the comfortable incumbent alliance of CNR, formerly known as Citizens and Ratepayers, which has dominated the Entrust Board for the last 500 years. To explain what they're up to and what it all means for the climate, I'm joined by Rowan McMahon and Dewey Sakayan, candidates for the newly minted party, which is called More For You, Better For The Climate. Well, Better For Climate, excuse me. Uh, Well, welcome to the show, both of you. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Thank you, Vincent. Uh, More For You, Better For Climate. I wonder what it could mean, Rowan. Uh, I guess you, you, you really didn't want to leave anyone guessing. Well, I think it's fairly self-explanatory, um, but it is, it is <laughs> yeah, worth going through each of those points very briefly. How about that? <laughs> well, I did wonder whether it could be an acronym. Uh, MFIBIFIC, it doesn't really work, does it? It's not quite, it's not quite acronymable. But, um, yeah. well, I'm sure you will explain what, what it all means, but why don't we just go right back to the beginning? Um, Dewey, what, what is Entrust? And what is its relationship to Vector? Sure. Well, first of all, Entrust is a community trust um, that owns 75.1% of Vector, which means that it's a... That's that's worth worth mentioning. (laughs) Uh, Which means that it's a major state uh, shareholder of Vector Energy. Um, Entrust plays a crucial role in our future. Uh, particularly because Vector um, is a lines company that distributes electricity and gas to people's homes um, and businesses. Therefore, Vector and Entrust um, hold the key, really, in building the infrastructure necessary to electrify Auckland, solve energy poverty, and decarbonize Auckland. Hmm. What is the connection, the direct connection? I know that 75% means it must have some influence at a board level. How many board members go on to the Vector Board from Entrust? Sure. So firstly, there are five Entrust trustees, and two of those trustees get to go on the Vector Board. And so it's a ver- um, being part of Entrust is very influential um, in relation to Vector. Mm-hmm. How many board members altogether on the Vector board, typically? I guess it may change. There are six. Six. Okay. So a, th- a third of the board is represented by Entrust. Uh, and so it does have an influence. That's quite interesting. And Rowan, what's been the history in terms of kind of style of contribution from Entrust? Have they been a a quiet shareholder or an aggressive shareholder? Well, not all of that's apparent to us from the outside, but, I mean, it, it does seem that there have been a few ructions there over the years, um, some of which has made the media. 
Um, in 2018, for example, there were independent directors on Vector's board who were quite highly regarded and who were appointed, you know, because they had those independent uh, industry skills that uh, the company thought would be worthwhile. Um, fast forward um, less than 12 months and those two independent directors resigned. Um, we are also aware of um, some issues within Entrust itself in terms of the CNR representation. They have had turnover um, within their own ranks and they've had former former Entrust trustees for, uh, who are part of the CNR cohort who have obviously fallen out with them and who have run as independents against CNR. So it hasn't been a cohesive team effort from them. And of course, we can talk about the specific policies and actions that, those, that they um, have taken over the years as well. Mm, okay. Well, why don't we? And then we'll come, obviously, to your platform and and why you're standing. But CNR has typically been sort of centre-right. It's kind of national party and drag and, and local government drag. Is that a fair description? I think it probably is on the whole. I mean, I think of the current um, uh, slate of candidates that they have standing, all of them have ties to the national party. Um, two of the five are former national party MPs and the other three um, have National Party ties as well. One is a former board member of the National Party, for example. Um, so it is aligned to that centre-right grouping and, um, you know, presumably represents that constituency, perhaps not, uh, perhaps to the exclusion of some other constituencies. And and how would you describe their reign as uh, trustees of the interest? What kind of policies have they adopted? And, and um, you know, perhaps give them... You know, play, play your straight bat, and then we can get into the um, the politics of it. But how would you describe uh, their their decision making, or you know, what they've committed to? Well, they are the majority shareholder of Vector, so you can assume that if Vector is doing uh, things that are transformative, then they're being done with the support of the majority shareholder. What we would observe from the outside is that. There have been a range of um, interesting new uh, and important innovations that Vector has trialled or piloted over the last, say, five or six years in particular, which have stalled or never got out of the starting gates. And that's um, the sort of thing that we're keen to change. Those are the sorts of practices where, um, because Vector does have such a pivotal role to play, particularly on fighting climate change, um, that we need to get on with it. Uh, this is the year... I've said this many times, when we must make emissions actually go down, it's possibly too late to do that in the case of the uh, interest election because it's not being held till October. Um, but the the uh, owners of the monopoly electricity uh, and gas network in Auckland have an absolutely pivotal role to play in that in future. And some of the innovations that, that, we've, that I'm mentioning um, would be things that would be taking this in the right direction and they haven't got out of the gates, uh, possibly because they, you know, cost money hmm. okay all right well over to you Dewey what what do you stand for why are you doing this what what influence do you hope to make on Vector as a result of winning two places on their board sure well first of all I am a lawyer and a climate activist um, and I am running to be one of interest trustees to include the youth's voice in a major catalyst in Auckland's decarbonization story and therefore our future. Um, as I said before, and as Rohan mentioned already, Entrust plays such a pivotal role um, in determining, um, I guess, electrification of Auckland. And as young people, it's time that we actually include our voices in decision making, particularly when it comes to 
um, when it comes to decarbonization. Um, mm -hmm. So I really want to run so that we could start, first of all, we could include some fresh voice and perspective um, when it comes to the running of Entrust and our energy use really in Auckland. And on top mm -hmm. of that, as we know, because of the rise of the youth's demand for climate action, I want to make sure that we can reduce climate litigation risk where it comes to um, focusing on what we can do now in terms of action so that we don't end up risking being sued later on. Hmm. Okay, well, that's interesting. And Rowan, you talked about these innovations that were introduced and and then not implemented. What were they? Well, some examples would be um, bi-directional charging. Um, there's, a, there's a move that the electricity grids are doing around the world to becoming more distributed. You know, when we started um, building reticulated electricity, around the world, particularly in cities. It was coming from a place of generation that was outside the city, coming in one way and going to your home or your business. That's really changing with renewables becoming much lower cost. And also as, as electricity has become more and more important in the household as we've added more and more consumer appliances, as we've started to uh, charge our EVs, for example, there is more of a, a need for distributed um, energy in, uh, in the grid. And that could take the form of uh, solar on your rooftop. It could take the form of a household battery. Um, and bi-directional charging is one example of an innovation that we know Vector looked at. And we know technolog technologically should work. And it should be an important part of making our grid more resilient, which is obviously an important thing to Aucklanders. We had major outages from storms uh, in 2018. And under climate change, we'll see more and more of those storms. Um, so we need to see things like bi-directional charging uh, get out there. We need to have the capability of having um, as many EVs in the, in the city as we possibly can because every EV is going to take um, emissions out of the atmosphere um, and that's, uh, you know, in, in net terms. Um, we have mm. to stop that growth in emissions that we're still seeing from fossil fuel vehicles. And uh, so that's one example. Hmm. Uh, you mentioned EVs, and uh, by now you would have thought that Vector would be installing charging stations all over the city, and you do see them pop up from time to time. But is that also an area of, of opportunity, Dewey, where you think uh, Vector could take a leadership role? Definitely. Um, what we know, uh, particularly from the living wage movement, Aotearoa, is that Aucklanders spend up to $6,800 in terms of transport. And the electrification of transport in Auckland is really crucial in terms of reducing our emissions, but also mm. connecting our city. Um, and so, as you say, we have seen a lot of charging points um, popping up all around Auckland. But what we need to focus here as well is that um, Vector plays a crucial role in building the infrastructure for the electrification of public transport. Um, so it's not just private um, transport that's the key here. It's actually building the infrastructure for public transport so that we could have a better Auckland. That uh, infrastructure that lays down, are they... Is it... You're asking a lot of a lines company, which, uh, you know, is not an infrastructure company. Why are you expecting a lines company to show that kind of initiative and leadership? 
Well, I think there's not one simple answer to climate change. Everyone's got a role to play, right? If you look at uh, what Transpower um, said, uh, they're the national grid operator and they kind of plug into Vector at the city limits, if you like. They said that um, they're expecting the total um, electricity capacity for New Zealand to need to be roughly double what it currently is in 20 or 30 years time. That's because of population growth. It's also because of um, mode shift from um, from uh, petrol-based vehicles to EVs. It's because of the kind of mass public transport that Dewey mentioned. It's because we just keep finding more and more things to do with electricity. Um, so they do have a role to play. We're not saying they're the only role. For example, we'll clearly need more renewable energy um, and that's not actually their job because they're not a generator, they are a distributor. Um, but they also have roles to play around energy storage through batteries and uh, grid resilience and demand management, which we think are all really important parts of a, 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 a greener city and will also give us um, you know, better quality of life, frankly. Hmm. Mm. When you have uh, met with, uh, and perhaps you haven't, but uh, when you meet with Vector executives or what you know of the leadership team there, uh, would they welcome your contribution to the board or would they be resistant on the basis that you would be agitating for some kind of change? Well, I think we're a pretty experienced team and quite a diverse team. Um, we have a lot of experience that would be helpful and relevant around um, not just community engagement and climate, but also around infrastructure and capital management and uh, um, financials, um, all of which uh, would, would mean uh, I, would, I would hope they would welcome um, the opportunity to work with us. Hmm. Do you get the feeling that there are initiatives that they want to crack on with and and do interesting things you know as many kind of executives would would want particularly on the say the engineering and the innovation side they would like to give things a go that has that the governance structure or not so much the structure the leadership the governance and leadership has stopped them from doing that's our perception yes um, is that some things are being held back there. We've talked about unleashing Vector to do some of the good things, to to commercialise things that they've trialled and uh, to accelerate their progress. Those are the sorts of things that we'd like to see. Hmm. I mean, one of the things you just mentioned before, Dewey, was the uh, potential liability that Vector would carry into the future if it was not proactive on the, the climate front. Is that something as a lawyer that is a... You, you know how realistic is it? I've I've heard people talk about liability um, for inaction. Is that actually a realistic threat? Well, definitely, and we've seen that not just in New Zealand but globally in terms of the rise of climate-related litigation. Um, we see that right now in New Zealand, um, and really, I think that what's really important here to note is that this is the time for action and accountability. Um, and before we start thinking of litigation as a last resort, we should be focusing on how to reduce that by acting now. And so the threat of litigation is always there for anyone, for any entity that plays a big role in acting towards climate change and acting towards protecting our futures. Um, hmm. It's just a matter of how do we make sure that you're working with the community, that you're consulting with the youth and making sure that you're doing everything that you can now so that you can reduce that risk in the future. What would that look like if you were wearing your, I know you're, you're no longer officially part of Generation Zero, but you really cut your teeth in, in terms of climate um, activism in Generation Zero. Um, if Vector was to work with Gen Zero or, or um, you know, other 
other youth and climate organisations. What would that look like? What would you encourage them to do? Sure. Well, while I was at Generation Zero, I was doing a lot of the private sector engagement work that we did there. Um, in fact, we worked with big businesses such as Air New Zealand, um, Climate Leaders Co Coalition, which make up to, of all the companies that uh, are responsible for about 50% of New Zealand's carbon emissions. And what I know from working through that campaign is that they support climate action. It's just a matter of how can we make sure that they're actually doing what they say they want to do instead of just saying that they want to do it for want of, you know, woke washing or green washing. Um, mm -hmm. And so what we've done with other businesses in the past is that we have actually directly engaged with them to formulate their strategy, um, to input some of what we think would be really important and key, not just for the youth, but also for their investors now. And that's the key thing that Entrust actually plays a big role of when it comes to Vector. Entrust can play a massive role in advocating and pushing for Vector to do those good things that Rohan mentioned. Um, and so regardless of whether I wear my climate campaigner hat or Vector, um, sorry, Entrust trustee hat, it's still going to be the same advocacy role. Hmm. Okay. Um, in your literature, you talk about, um, and it, you know, it's in your name, isn't it? Um, better for you, better for climate. Um, you you don't trade off climate action against economic success. In fact, you pair them. You say that by being more climate orientated and climate sensitive, you will deliver a better result. Can you explain that, Rowan? Normally, these things are delivered as a trade off. Yeah, well, I guess my worldview is that that, that trade-off is no longer valid and that you're looking for win-win situations. Uh, the economy is a wholly owned subsidiary of the environment, and if we're mucking up the environment, then we are eventually mucking up the economy, even if maybe in the short term that effect might not be apparent. Um, one example of that to me is around the area of energy poverty. Um, we, at the moment, you know, New Zealand had, has had rising electricity prices, but we also spend an awful lot of, of our money um, on fossil fuels in transport. And if you count energy usages, including electricity for heating, as well as vehicular transport, which is primarily through fossil fuels, um, we're spending an awful lot of money on fossil fuels, driving emissions up, and we can, um, through Vector, uh, and therefore, through interest, we can actually save households money, put money, put money back into their pockets and decarbonise at the same time. Now, there's, to some extent, that's happening already. The government is um, pushing its fee-bait proposal. Um, but we see that as something that um, interest and vector could be actively supporting. Um, you have much lower running costs on an EV than you do on a petrol-based vehicle. And so we, we are working to sort of form our ideas on how that uh, process could be accelerated. We have comparatively low uptake of EVs um, in Auckland at the moment. And if you're looking at the household heating side, um, Auckland has the second highest rate of people saying that they don't turn on the heating in their house uh, because of the high cost of the heating um, in New Zealand. So this is not because it's warm, not because we're in the northern part of the North Island, because they say they can't afford it. And, uh, you know, I chair a charity that supports many vulnerable people who will turn up routinely to our offices in wintertime asking for blankets because they can't afford to turn the power on and or don't want to leave it on for very long. 
And uh, so, so climate and energy poverty work together. And um, because of the pivotal role that the electricity network pay, plays in addressing both of those things, over time, that actually should make a more profitable vector. That should actually allow us to increase dividends from vector and therefore to put more money, even more money back into householders' hands. Hmm. I guess what um, I'm hearing you saying is that a thriving ele electricity-based economy rather than a fossil fuel-based economy has got to help Vector succeed, given it's, as you say, the monopoly deliverer of electricity in the Auckland uh, city area, at least. Uh, you know, sort of hard, hard not to follow that logic, really, isn't it? That um, a vibrant economy based around electricity, a monopoly supplier of electricity those two things could go together a little bit like, I don't know, the airport or the port. Seems fairly straightforward, doesn't it, when you look at it in that sense? <laughs> it really does. And so you're confident that you could say taking climate action, decarbonising the economy, shifting to greater use of electricity in the city uh, is going to deliver a higher dividend. And, and the dividend presumably is the thing that motivates people to vote. Is that your hunch about how the politics of this works? Well, we know that it's not just the dividend that people care about when it comes to voting for um, for and trust. Um, if anything, the, the dividend is just one of the many issues that a lot of people care about um, when it comes to this. Um, it's all, there's also the privatization, privatization issue um, of mm -hmm. Vector, um, as well as the dividend. Uh, however, one key thing that you mentioned there that, as we say, is very logical, is that if we start investing on better ways of running, um, of, sorry, distributing energy so that people don't go without, then that's going to be better for climate, for energy poverty or hardship, as well as over time building more um, capital for um, for Vector. And so the dividend, as we know, over the years have actually decreased. It's decreased from $350 to $280, um, and that's an annual spend. However, if you compare that to the annual spend of households for electricity, which is about $3,700 per annum, then the $280 of dividend is actually a very small beer. And so that's something that is very, um, that's very important for our, for the wider Auckland, wider Auckland, the constituents of the Entrust District need to understand. And we're working very hard to educate the people who support us and those who have never heard of Entrust, never heard of the dividend or just see it as a check that comes, you know, once a year, that this is actually something that's more important than just a yearly check this election is going to really matter in terms of building, making or breaking our future. Just by the by, what do you think the dividend should be? Well, it's difficult to say off the top of my head, um, Vincent, but I mean, it has um, been around that sort of $300 mark that Dewey mentioned for, a, for over a decade. It kind of limped its way up from the low 300s towards about 370 or 380, I think was the highest it got, and then dropped down to 280, as Dewey mentioned. So, um, it's not coming close to covering people's um, bills or even the lines component of people's bills, and nor should it, um, but it could be a, a decent chunk above where it is today uh, over a period of time. Hmm. Okay. Uh, now tell me about the campaign. For, maybe first of all tell me about who is in, in the party more for you, better for climate. Who, who else, who are the five candidates? 
Sure. So the five candidates that we have under More For You, Better For Climate are firstly Rowan McMahon. Um, we've got Lance Wiggs as well, um, who heads the Climate Venture um, um, Fund in Punakaiki Fund. Um, we've got Leon Weijon, um, who is a Maori business consultant. He's worked um, as a partner for Deloitte and works um, as an auditor. Uh, he's got a lot of connections um, in his um, iwi as well as um, a massive family that he cares about who actually who are actually climate activists like myself too um hmm. we've got emma mckinnis um who is the co-founder of women in urbanism um she used to also be a campaigner for generation zero and advocates primarily for um good and um, just urban design um, that caters not just for women but for um, the future of Aotearoa. And then we've got myself, Dewey Sakayan, who's a litigation lawyer and a climate activist. So we are the five people running um, as part of the ticket, more for you, better for climate. Very good summary there. It's almost like you'd practiced it. I think that you uh, you're, you're you're really getting your um, you're getting into the swing of this thing. <laughs> um, how, how does one go about camp? <laughs> We've talked almost every week, and honestly, as a young campaigner, I feel so welcomed but also empowered by the people who are running alongside me. Um, as we know from the last, you know, from, even from the last decade that CNR has been um, in the reins of and trust, um, this level of diversity, professionalism, but also just love for acting on things that matter to us, such as climate change, such as energy poverty. That's something that's always inspired me every time we go for talks. Um, and I think what I love so much about the people who I'm running with is that we're all here because we know that there's work that needs to be done. Um, and so even though we are all very busy people with our full-time jobs, um, we are still very keen to put in the work that's necessary to unleash Vector and transform Auckland. How did it start? How did you five get together? What did you? Um, are you all drinking buddies, or did you happen to be um, at, at the same event and all look at each other at the same time? No. The interesting part here is that we've all just met via um, Teams or Zoom. Sorry, um, because we put this together um, while we were in lockdown. Um, so Emma and myself know each other through Generation Zero and many climate um, activism. Um, I know Leon's um, son through act climate activism as well. But really, my story in terms of being part of this is that um, Lance, Rohan, and a few others who are very keen to start working on um, the electrification of Auckland um, actually got together in terms of acting, okay, there's this important elections that's happening in October. We need people who are professional, um, who's... Um, who is highly qualified, but also we need diversity so that we could inject that freshness that Entrust desperately needs. Um, mm. And so together, um, they have contacted a lot of the climate and transport advocacy groups just to, you know, look at who will be, um, who's keen to help out, who's keen to support, but also who's keen to run. And there are a lot of great people who have put their hands up and the five of us were the ones um, who were picked to run as part of More For You, Better For Climate. We're on how are you going to about <laughs> how you met us? <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I work with Lance, uh, so uh, we, we know each other pretty well. I also know Leon, he happens to live really near me and um, our, uh, you know, his kids and my kids are both climate strikers. Um, 
you know, I, I love what the uh, climate strike movement has done to sort of add extra energy um, to to the the campaign that is just so desperately necessary. And yeah, I've been lucky to meet Emmy, Emma, and Dewey along the uh, the process um, of many Zoom calls and uh, during lockdown. So it's a it's a strange process, but um, feels like a really necessary one. Mm, absolutely. How how do you go about campaigning? What are you going to do? Put put uh, do you do you walk around and put letters in people's uh, letter boxes? Is it a digital thing? Um, have you got a a party machine behind you? I think it'll be mainly digital. Uh, I mean, we, we are still under level four conditions at the moment, so it's entirely digital at the moment. But um, I'm a believer in, in using the technology the, the, the modern way. And I don't personally think that too many people are influenced by billboards and the like. Um, but I guess we'll see. But also, I think to add on that, the key thing that we are really focusing on here, too, is that CNR has always won by, you know, focusing on the usuals, which is to talk to their constituents, to talk to the people who think like them, and sometimes just win because no one else votes. Um, but what we are doing here is more than just that. We actually want to educate the people about what, what Entrust is about, why it's important for our future, and what they can do now to build on that, um, to enable Entrust to actually do what it's supposed to do for Vector. And so a lot of our campaigns, um, on top of just being digital and things like that, is all about what is in trust? Why are we doing this? What is it that must be done? And so if you follow um, our journey through our social media handles, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on, um, we've got our website um, up and running now, you'll see that our way of campaigning really caters to, um, to one, educating the public, but also to young people who, you know, may not know that, you know, the, um, the, bill that they have their name to, um, even though they're tenants, um, is actually their ticket to voting for and trust trustees. And so in that sense, it's all about making sure that we as a community take back and trust um, and push for what needs to be done for our future. And I know it yeah. sounds so campaigny, but in my head as a young person, I feel like that's really important because if I'm honest, I, I don't think anyone around me really knew what Entrust was up until we started running and started talking about it. I think you've said it really well, Dewey. When when seven out of eight eligible households are not voting, um, it's very clear that uh, you need to try to talk to some of the seven out of eight. And so that engagement around how does the electricity sector work? What's TransPower? What's a grid? What's a, what's a Gentailer? Um, this sort of basic education is really important. And then we can talk about Entrust and what the role the role that it plays as the majority owner of Vector. And, you know, for people who are into climate and who isn't these days, um, you know, there's an incredibly powerful climate story to be told. And um, hopefully some people will listen. Every so often, people bring up the prospect of the Blue-Green Alliance, a, a green-motivated, business-friendly political party. Is this the beginning of a Blue-Green Alliance of some sort? Or, uh, would you naturally incline yourselves towards being capitalists but wearing a climate hat? I guess I'm uh, politically neutral myself. I mean, I'm progressive, so I'm ha very happy to have that label put on me, but I'm not a member of a political party. I do believe that being a good business person and being pretty green should totally go hand in hand these days. And there's an awful lot of people who think that way these days. So, um, you know, I, but I wouldn't call myself a blue green. Uh, that would be a, that would be a stretch. 
How about you, Joey? Does, does this feel like the beginning of a, a career in politics for you? Um, if I'm honest, I never really thought of myself as someone who would be a politician or anything like that. If anything, running for, you know, to, running to be one of Entrust trustees, I don't see that as a, even though it may seem quite political, I don't see that as political at all. I think it's just doing the right thing um, and using my skills in whatever way possible to make those decisions happen. Um, I'm on the same boat as Rohan. I'm quite political, politically neutral as well. Um, so I'm not part of any political parties. Um, but I, uh, I do believe that the way forward is for sustainable, sustainably develop our economy, but also to transition towards electrification. And so whether that means that we need to be advocates and campaigners within the boardrooms, I'm more than happy to be that if possible. Um, whether that means being on the streets, I'm happy to do that too, and I've done that before. Um, so I don't think there's really the labels of whether you're blue, green, or red, or green, it doesn't really bother me if I'm honest. What I care about is that do we have the right people making those decisions? Hmm. Very good. Well, if people want to support uh, more for you, better for climate, first of all, how do they find you online? And tell us about when the election is and how do you actually go about voting? Sure. So the way to find us would be to, firstly, if you want to look through our website, um, it is moreforyoubetterforclimate.nz. We're also on Twitter and Instagram. That's more for at more for more for AKL or more for Auckland. Um, so that's where you can find out more of our updates and our policies and support and and also who we are. Um, in terms of voting, this will all happen by post. So please keep an eye out for um, the Entrust mail um, starting on the 14th of October and finishing on the 29th of October. So it, it's all happening by post. Um, so that's the way to, um, to vote. The other important thing as well is that people who whose names are on the power bills can vote. And so a lot of young people have asked me and a lot of my friends have already asked me, you know, I don't own a house. Will I be able to still vote? Like now that I know that there's such a thing as the entrust elections that happen that happens every three years, am I even eligible to vote? And I say, look, everyone whose names are in their power bills can vote. And so young people, those who rent, if your name is on the power bill, you can vote. Um, I would really also push for any young people listening to this podcast to also um, you know, talk to their parents, right? Like this is what we do as young people. We push for things to happen um, because we know that sometimes decision-making happens um, in the level of those who are aged um, more than us or are older than us. Um, <laughs> and so push your parents, right? Ask them, do they know what entrust is? Do they know how important it is for our future, for your future? Um, and vote with them or vote with, um, sorry, tell them to vote um, and help them actually choose and educate them about who are the people running and why they're running. And we also welcome people getting in touch with us because, you know, we'd love to have people sharing our content and our material, asking us questions, getting that engagement going. It's really important, as I mentioned, with the seven out of eight to just get the corridor going because uh, that's going to um, to build people's will awareness and willingness to vote. Um, and just a clarification, really for historical reasons, um, interest voters are within central Auckland and East Auckland and South Auckland, but not West Auckland or Northern Auckland, north of the Harbour Bridge. Um, 
So it's a strange thing. Not every Aucklander gets to vote. It is the urban area um, around the central isthmus down to uh, Pakaranga and um, South Auckland down to Papakura. Uh, so it's not quite every, everybody in Auckland. So um, it's just one of those strange things that we have to try and build that education about is that some of us get to vote and your name needs to be on the power bill. Find out who your power bill is. Are you in the interest area? You'll see the voting forms and hopefully people give it a go. Okay, great. Well, Rowan McMahon and Dewey Sakayan, thank you so much for joining me and uh, a good luck for the campaign. Um, now, full disclosure to listeners, just in case you didn't realise, I work with Rowan and Lance. That's how I found out about this. Uh, I'm not involved with the campaign, but uh, it's fair to say I'll be voting for, uh, for more for you, better for climate. But there you go. So thanks so much for joining me, Rowan and Dewey, and all the best for uh, the next few weeks. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time, Vincent. Thanks so much, Vincent. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to This Climate Business. I hope you enjoyed the program. There are more episodes as well as notes and blogs on our website, thisclimatebusiness.com. I'm Vincent Herringer, and if you know someone who deserves to be interviewed on our show, email me, vincent at thisclimatebusiness.com, or find me on Twitter, vherringer. That's two E's, one R. Meanwhile, I'll be back same time next week. And no hurrah.